0: My name is Bill Ward from Ward Ranch in Coolidge, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture.
1: hello texas so glad to be back with you again for another edition of texas ag today so jump on in with me buckle up let's take a ride around the lone star state as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation texas agriculture in the news today it's hot it's dry and it seems it will never end and cattle producers all over texas are suffering the effects of drought We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Carrie Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley.
2: It appears that sorghum in the Texas Panhandle South Plains region is off to an okay start but the crop would benefit from some more rain and a lot less heat. I'm James Hunt and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today.
3: The West Texas cotton crop is in the ground. Now producers are hoping and praying for rain and trying to determine their irrigation strategies. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have the story from the South Plains on Texas Ag Today.
4: The corn harvest is underway in the Coastal band This is Harvey Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area.
1: We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The drought and heat is affecting cattle producers all over Texas. Hemp Hill County Agent Andy Holloway says cattlemen in his area of the Panhandle have been lucky. They've gotten some decent rains this summer, but for the rest of Texas... It's just bad all over.
5: In general, it's really bad, and it's in a big area. We're in just an isolated area, parts of Lipscomb, Hemphill, Wheeler, a little bit of Roberts. is kind of an exceptional situation. I think we've had about nine inches of rain here since our beef cattle conference the end of April. It's sort of been just a garden spot here compared to most of the rest of any direction you wanted to go. So whether you're in East Texas where they're having a massive sell-off of cows today or West Texas, South Texas, here in the Texas panhandle, it's bad.
1: And that's causing those huge lines at the auction barns that we're seeing all over the news. But one bright spot is that we're seeing very good prices for cattle that are selling right now.
5: We're beginning to see cattle prices just go out the roof. Superior Livestock is having a sale. They're selling uh, tens of thousands of head of cattle. They had record prices for some of those cattle for this year. They had some cattle at big eight-weight yearling steers bringing close to two dollars a pound. We hadn't seen that in a long time.
1: And Holloway feels like the outlook is very good for cattle prices due to the fact that we're sending so many cows to the packing plants right now. Feedlots have been selling cattle in the 137 to 138 range here in Texas over the last couple of weeks, but up north in Nebraska and Iowa, prices have reached the dollar level. So why are they getting so much more in the north than we are here in the south? We asked that question to Texas A&M livestock marketing specialist David Anderson. Uh, some of it's the composition of the cattle in terms of of when we see that fewer cattle are are grading prime, uh, we're going to have more that grade prime in the north versus the south, uh, and so that leads to some uh, need for more prime or higher grading cattle, uh, which can contribute some to that price spread. Some of it also has to do with relative supplies and when cattle are placed in those, you know, kind of seasonally between those regions, we can get some supply differences that contribute to those price differences regionally. We've got a very big cattle report coming out this week that will affect the cattle market. Many cattle market watchers waiting to see what the biannual cattle inventory report will look like when it comes out on Friday. It appears that sorghum in the Texas panhandle is off to an okay start but James Hunt tells us a good rain would be a huge help.
2: It's still fairly early on for sorghum in the Texas Panhandle South Plains region, but Brent Bean of the Sorghum Checkoff says things are going about as good as can be expected given our ongoing drought.
6: We did have some rains there back a couple weeks ago, and so people were able to kind of get some sorghum planted and up. Some people planted earlier than that, but there's certainly a mixed bag. But I think we got the crop up in relatively good shape in most areas, Of course the soil profiles are fairly dry just about anywhere you go so that's not good but for this time of year and the conditions we're at sorghum is probably in reasonably good shape
2: dr bean says weeds have been a concern in some areas with dry conditions possibly inhibiting the ability of herbicides to get activated But at least for now, one notorious pest is not presenting much of an issue.
6: We're really not seeing any sugarcane aphids. There's been a report or two of some around the Lubbock area, but nothing to speak of yet, so that's good from that standpoint.
2: Something that could threaten area sorghum if it keeps up is heat. Right now, most of the sorghum in our region is still in the vegetative stages and therefore not as vulnerable to the 100 degree plus days much of the region has experienced lately. But Dr. Bean says it would be good if temperatures cool off soon.
6: Once that sorghum heads out and starts blooming, that pollen and that pollination process can be hurt by these high temperatures. Right back right, you get temperatures above about 93, 94, you can sometimes have some issues with pollination. Now, fortunately, the sorghum plant, most of the pollination occurs in the morning back in the first couple of hours in the morning. So usually we're fairly cool during that period and we get holidays in pretty good shape. But that is a concern.
2: I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
1: Texas cotton growers are suffering because of the drought. Tom Nicoletti checks in with a Lubbock area cotton farmer for an update.
3: We go to West Texas, and Eddie Griffiths is standing by to give us uh, the latest update on the cotton situation out there. And, Eddie, how far along are farmers, and what's the progress uh, with the hot and dry conditions?
7: Well, with the hot and dry conditions, producers are trying to get irrigation where they have irrigation on this crop some of it starting to go into bloom and then some of the later planted cotton is trying to uh, get to that stage but for the most part hot and dry is what we're experiencing here seeing lots of Dry land acres at this point being destroyed and the remainder of the irrigated crop, if it was suitable to keep, they're trying to get it to the next rain. I think that's the main focus here is just try to hold out and get to the next rain with a lot of this crop and hopefully try to minimize input costs. But it's tough whenever you've got to just keep irrigating and irrigating.
3: So the planting is wrapped up and now it's just a matter of uh, trying to get the crop growing.
7: Exactly, yeah. planting's planting is definitely done and gone, and it's, it's just a matter of trying to sustain what crop you have left out there. We talk about cotton. Some of the irrigated acres look, look pretty good, and some of them are not even quite average. So producers will be making decisions on how many input costs they want to put into that, try to get it to the end.
3: Eddie, thanks a lot. Thank you, Tom. That is Eddie Griffiths reporting for us today from
1: West Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The corn harvest is underway in the Texas Coastal Bend. Harvey Buring reports from Corpus Christi.
4: Well, row crop farmers have completed the harvest of grain sorghum. It was a modest crop, but nevertheless, uh, they were glad to bring in the pounds that were out in the field. And now corn harvest is underway starting uh, over the past weekend. And most farmers are saying yields are more disappointing than the grain sorghum yields. In fact, one farmer said it's taking longer to move from field to field than it is to go through and thrash the corn that's there. Yield monitors in the better spots are running between 1,000 to 1,200 pounds in the western areas of the coastal bend. Some locations reporting lower yields in areas near brush lines, and those uh, spots were wildlife damage has occurred. Nevertheless, farmers looking forward to a better crop next year and cotton harvest is still a few weeks away. A number of producers are starting to apply defoliants this week and that means it'll be 14 or so days until those harvest machines are in the cotton fields gathering up the cotton crop. Certainly, cattle producers are looking for some rain, nobody wants a rain on a cotton harvest, but nevertheless, rain is desperately needed to improve the rangeland situation. And with the prospects of a short cotton crop, those farmers and ranchers also looking at tight supplies of cotton seed. Many ranchers and dairymen depend upon the bulk cotton seed produced from farmers here in the coastal bend to supplement their cattle throughout the year. And those cottonseed inventories are going to be low, and that means prices are going to continue to climb. Another problem facing the livestock industry, no rangeland forage, difficult supplements, hard to come by hay, all can be corrected with some good soaking rains here in the next few weeks. And we're looking toward the Gulf to bring those rain showers here to South Texas. Reporting for Texas Ag Today from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring.
8: If you missed Deep in the Heart in theaters, don't worry. You can still catch the film that showcases Texas wildlife and the landscapes that make our great state unique. I'm Jessica Dommel, and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag Today.
1: And summer allergies can be common in horses. Texas veterinarian, Dr. Bob Judd takes a look at allergy treatments coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
9: Take the path less traveled and learn about the diversity of agriculture in the Lone Star State. It's a little education and a whole lot of fun. Texas farmers and ranchers between the ages of 18 and 35 can join the Texas Farm Bureau Young Farmer and Rancher Fall Tour, September 9th through the 11th in Amarillo, Texas. Learn about the diversity of Texas agriculture in the Amarillo area. Develop a network with other young producers across the state. Fellowship with one another and make new friends. Registration is open now. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org to register. The Texas Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Fall Tour. The registration deadline is August 4th. Reserve your spot today.
0: We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on
1: Texas Ag Today. Summer allergies can be common in horses. Dr. Bob Judd takes a look at some good allergy treatments.
10: There are multiple treatments for allergies in horses depending on the system affected. The most common system affected is the skin, and the most common symptom is hives, which can be mild or severe and can cause hair loss and skin infection due to irritation and scratching. Some horses will respond to the -the over-the-counter antihistamine Zyrtec or the prescription antihistamine Hydroxyzine given orally, but most do not. The drug of choice is cortisone, but it can cause side effects in some horses, like laminitis and founder, so it must be used carefully. A common drug in dogs called Apoquil has been used off-label in horses, and it is effective in some skin cases, but is expensive. For horses with respiratory allergies that cause asthma, oral cortisone is also the drug of choice, but the same concerns about laminitis and founder exist. There is another option in horses with allergic respiratory disease that can use an inhaled form of cortisone versus oral cortisone. The advantage is the inhaled form mostly only affects the lungs and has limited effect on the animal's entire body versus giving the drug orally. The drug can be given intranasally by using an inhaler and is effective in many cases of asthma. Intradermal testing can be performed in horses, as it is in small animals and humans, to determine the allergens involved, and then a serum can be made to desensitize the horse to the allergens by using injections. Flaxseed is a product that contains high levels of omega-3 fatty acids that can help with allergies, although the best source of omega-3 fatty acids for horses is fish oil. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
1: If you missed the Deep in the Heart wildlife movie in theaters, don't worry. Jessica Dommel says you can now stream it online.
8: Texans who have not yet seen the film that celebrates Texas wildlife, Deep in the Heart, can now experience it from the comfort of their own homes. Ben Masters, writer and director, joins us with more on Deep in the Heart which is now available for streaming.
11: We have such an incredibly diverse state. A lot of people don't know that, a lot of Texans don't know that. So I think the first goal with the film that we had was just to kind of allow the viewer to hopefully put a new perspective on their home and to kind of consider their backyard or their 20 acres or 20,000 acres, to think about how that piece of land that they have or where they live at, it's also, important migratory habitat for the most important corridor in north america for songbirds and bats and butterflies and to just try to give a perspective of where texas is and how important texas is in addition to that there is some direct calls to action in the film one of them is is the ocelots we've got 80 ocelots in the entire state which is our most beautiful cat it's found nowhere else and there's a lot more we could be doing with with the ocelots to help them out so There's many different examples, and during the credit roll, there's a lot of organizations that you can see and and get involved in.
8: Deep in the Heart is narrated by Matthew McConaughey. It includes stunning video of rattlesnakes, mountain lions, ocelots, the Texas blind salamander, and other species. Deep in the Heart is now available to stream on Amazon Prime, apple tv and google play additional details are available at deep in the for the texas farm bureau radio network i'm jessica Domel.
1: the cattle market moved higher while grain and cotton prices dropped lower on tuesday we'll take a look at all of tuesday's livestock cotton grain energy and financial markets coming up next keep it right here on texas ag today
9: Attention farmers and ranchers ages 18 to 35. Texas Farm Bureau has an amazing opportunity to highlight individual achievements, discuss complex agricultural issues, share your Texas Ag story, and be rewarded. Full-time producers can apply for the Outstanding Young Farmer and Rancher Contest for a chance to win a $60,000 prize package. Part-time producers and those individuals involved in other ag industries can participate in the Excellence in Agriculture contest for a chance to win a $15,000 prize package. Actively contributing and growing in agriculture and the Texas Farm Bureau has its benefits, like cash prizes and recognition for a job well done. For more details and an application, visit TexasFarmBureau.org. Applications are due August 4th.
1: A higher close in the cattle complex on Tuesday, with cattle futures getting a boost from a drop in grain prices. Both live and feeder cattle making gains Tuesday. August live cattle up 10 cents, 135.72. The October up 50 cents, 141.10. December live cattle up 60, closing at 146.75. Big jump in the feeder cattle market, helped out by a drop in corn. August feeders up 207, 178.75. September feeders up 237 at 181.80. October feeder cattle up 225, closing at 184.52. Cash fed cattle market still quiet on Tuesday. No sales to report. Asking prices here in the southern plains 139 and better. No asking prices reported yet out of the north. Boxed beef prices higher with choice up 243, 272.98. Select up to $227, hundred forty four ninety three. 244 93 Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you... Need a glass
11: of iced tea? We're always here for you. You look hot, neighbor. Drink it up right quick and listen to Jody Fry and I talk about the sale he had in San Angelo. Jody, how'd the cattle go?
12: Had big numbers like everybody else uh, in this part of the country. The dry weather's bringing them to town. And, of course, especially after being off last week, uh, we had over 2,200 head today. Had a lot of good cattle on offer. Better quality steers, 4600 to 600 pounds from 140, all the way up to a high of near $2, mostly 155 to 180. Six to 800-pound steers from 130, all the way up to a high of near one. Mostly 140 to 160 Better quality hair for cows 4 to 600 pounds 125 to a high of 165 Mostly 135 to 155 Slaughter cows Average to high yielding 55 to 66 Some of the highest yielding Slaughter cows 67 to 73 Thinner or lower yielding type cows Several of those today From 33 to 53 Slaughter bulls Average to high yielding From 70 to 85 Some of the highest yielding Slaughter bulls A few of those today From 88 to 93 Bread cows, young, medium to heavy bred cows, anywhere from 700 to a high of $1,100. Cow-calf pairs, baby-tooth to good solid-mouth pairs, anywhere from 850 850- to a high of thirteen fifty.
11: What do you think for next week, Jody?
12: Well, should start Tuesday with a pretty big sale. I'm going to still say somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight thousand head. Uh, look for another good cattle sale next week. Uh, got a calf sale in conjunction with the regular sale. Should have close to two thousand head again next Thursday.
11: Jody Fry producers in Cargill sheep on Tuesday, cattle on Thursday. Jody, tell everybody how to contact you.
12: You bet. Any of us there at the office three two five six five three 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 seven one. My mobile phones two three. Three four seven
11: eight nine five. Neighbor, thanks so much for listening to us. I'm Larry Marble. I put it all together. This has been Walking the Pins on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Good day.
1: Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market. Now, Orlean lean hogs finished higher on Tuesday. August hogs up seventy cents, one twelve eighty two. The October up twelve at ninety four fifty. Class three milk was mixed. The nearby July down four cents, twenty two fifty one 51 hundred weight, while August milk was up thirteen. At twenty forty-two a 100. The cotton market finishing slightly lower. It traded limit down in the overnight trade, but in the daytime trade on Tuesday, we managed only slight losses. We still have a lid on this market coming from fears of recession, higher interest rates, and the COVID-19 situation in China. October cotton dropped 22 points Tuesday, closing at $1.20. December cotton down 62 points at 9238. We mentioned earlier a big drop in the corn market, double digit losses. September corn down fifteen and a half, five ninety-six and three quarters, while December corn was down fifteen and a half to close at five ninety five and a quarter. The wheat market saw slight losses on Tuesday in both hard and soft wheat. September Kansas City wheat down four and three quarters, eight sixty-nine and a quarter, September Chicago wheat down a half. 812 and a quarter. In the energy markets, August natural gas down 18 cents, 729, August crude oil up a dollar 42 at 10402 a barrel. The financial markets were higher on Tuesday afternoon, the Dow up 674 points, 31754, the Nasdaq up 327 at 11687, while the S&P was up 98 at 3929 That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name is Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag
0: Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify.